0: Welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today I have uh, three lovely ladies with me. We have uh, the Miss Jamie Oglesly. Hello. Miss Kelly Kite. Hi. And Lindsay, I apologize. I did not get your last name before we started. Sour. Lindsay Sour.
1: <gasps> Perfect.
2: Like yeah. Sour grapes are exactly. like
0: sour, like S O R R O W.
2: S O U E R.
0: Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew a Katie Sour. Um, my wife taught a few years ago. So. all right. Well, hey, ladies. First of all, thanks for uh, joining me for today's podcast. Um, I found it interesting to talk to you guys as we tried through what I would call your all's, I guess, first go around on what I would consider high gravity or
3: mm-hmm. sophisticated yeah. well, not, yes. even, not even
0: sophisticated but high proof bourbon. We are refined barrel now. strength yes I don't know about being refined but, you know <laughs> we're definitely uh, we had some stuff that you have not had the chance to partake in
1: yes thank you for the opportunity
0: so we tried Kentucky out confiscated that was our opening bourbon mm-hmm. and then we went into OESK four mm-hmm. roses mm-hmm. then we had the OBSV And then we had two, uh, oh, well, sorry, Elijah Craig Small Batch Barrel Proof. Mm -hmm. And then we had two butchers, 12 years, that we were both hazmat bottles, so they're over 140 Mm -hmm. proof. So I took you guys from the gamut of right around 100 proof all the way up to 141.9.
1: We went on a journey, sir.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, if you don't mind, you know, who remembers their first encounter with bourbon and what was that like?
3: I mean, probably just stealing from my parents' liquor cabinet when I was a teenager. (laughs) Kelly, you a year <laughs> No, they were always big, uh, you know, bourbon and seven drinkers growing up. That was their, you know, seven up and bourbon. So and if you if you had to
0: peg a year, I mean, were you like 16, 17 before you hit the bourbon? Yeah,
3: 15 to 17 probably. Um, wow. They would go out. My parents are very social. Yeah. They, you know, have a big social life. And so we'd be home with friends and be like, hmm, what bottle would they maybe not notice if we took? Or what bottles would <laughs> So you weren't one of no those really
0: thing. bad kids that, like, tried to hide it by putting water back in it, or you? <laughs>
3: no, well, and my parents weren't big, like, clear liquor drinkers either, so there were, I mean, no. there were some for if friends came over, but they really were true bourbon drinkers, so you right. can't really put but That is my off. only yeah. fear with my
0: collection, is that, like, I, I, I'm almost at the point where I'm like, you know, if my kid's are drinking, I'm, I don't know that I'm really that hurt by that, but... I'll be really mad if I ever find out they put water in my. Yeah. <laughs> yep, but
3: they also were very like. Touch. We know you're probably going to experiment with us, so we'd rather you just be honest and tell us when we're home. But then there still was that temptation, like, mm, no one's home, oh, maybe I'll just Absolutely. have some yeah. of it. Mm-hmm.
0: How about you, Miss Jamie?
3: I was of age, actually. Sure of
0: age, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I didn't. I did not have alcohol until I was literally like 21.
0: Yeah, you said you grew up in a dry county in Kentucky. Very
1: Baptist family, no drinking, and I was, like, scared to death of alcohol (laughs) growing (laughs) up. So my first bourbon encounter was actually rye. Go figure.
0: You love it. But I hated
1: it. I was 21, and I had one of those friends who, like, she was a philosophy major, and she drank, you know, rye neat at, like, age 21. And I was like, no, can't do this. But then a few years later, my very first date when I moved to Louisville, We went to the back door and Woodford had this event because we're right before Derby. And so they had three tastings. So we had like Woodford, Double Oaked, and then whatever, I can't remember the third one, but then I was like, okay, I love it. Just kidding. (laughs) So there's that.
0: There you go. (laughs) Miss Lindsay?
1: Um,
2: Probably about 33. I actually started with wine and just, Mm -hmm. I I appreciated, you know, like a good, good wine. Um, maybe branched out a little bit but I never, I've lived in Kentucky all my life. I've mm-hmm. never really um, you know, appreciated a good bourbon until I uh, went to Maker's Mark and uh, toured the facility. i mm-hmm. my a bottle, mm-hmm. still have it so got a 12 year old bottle sitting there. There, there you go.
3: go. Well that hey, was part of why I thought you might be good for it was we went to the Downs After Dark this summer and <clears throat> she was drinking bourbon and I was like hmm, there aren't a whole lot of women that just on their own would be like, hey, give me a glass of bourbon.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Maker's mark. Now, have you polished off that bottle of twelve year? I mean, like, no, is it part of the way through, or did it's you just still there. it's still there because it, it's special to you because you bought it? Actually, or?
2: Yeah. Um, so we had some German visitors. Um, I had an exchange program, and um, it was their first time uh, touring America. We decided to take them to the mm-hmm. uh, distillery, and so that's kind of like a special memory for me. So I savor so, a little now and then.
0: Oh, so you actually have you you've hit it. You've just not polished it exactly That's yeah, it's okay that's okay <laughs> so me oddly enough mine was six years old my uncle pete <laughs> wanted to tr- oh te- teach me a lesson
1: oh my god
0: so uh I, some people might have heard this story before i don't know if i've actually heard it on the podcast so my, i get up and my dad and my uncle pete and a couple of my uncles are all just sitting around you know thanksgiving type dinner I don't, it, it, I don't know if it was thanksgiving or not i'm just making that up at this point but I'm like, hey, I really want some of that. And then my Uncle Pete's like, sure, go ahead, boy, I'll grab you some. So, oh, my God. So, you know, we'd already eaten and everything else, and I took, like, this big old swig <gasps> right out of the bottom six of the year glass. Six-year-old baby? Yeah, six years old. And I immediately went to the bathroom yep. and put everything Hey I had for mm-hmm. the rest mm-hmm. of the day. was.
1: Thanks, Uncle Pete. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Uncle Pete... <sighs> God love Uncle Pete. But, I had a similar know.
3: experience with beer at, like, maybe three or four. My yeah. stepdad called yeah. it sour lemonade, and he like, oh, this is for adults. It's sour lemonade. Oh, bless. And he would pour it out of the can or bottle into a glass, and so I thought it was literally lemonade, and so I walked up, when he wasn't paying attention. and Took a big mm. old swig and then just <laughs> spit it right back in. His and just swallow. kidding. This is yeah. not
0: lemonade. <laughs> So I, I know with some of you, it, it may be your drink of choice, or maybe it isn't, but why would you say bourbon is a, a drink of choice for you? Because typically when you when you think of bourbon, most people think it's a manly drink, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. you all three are ladies, and you know, I, I think the world wants to know, why, why do women choose bourbon over other drinks?
1: Anybody want to... I'm going to go. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. go. You just go. <laughs> go for well, it. and let's also... I, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but when you go to bars and you're like, hey, I want blah, 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 blah. My specific is like, I want one rock or like depending. And they're always like, wait, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm an adult. Like, yes, that's what I want. Um, I love, so I kind of got drawn to, it sounds weird. I got drawn to alcohol because I love the history of alcohol. I also started with wine. Um, But like, I feel like Being a Kentucky, like I was born and raised in Southern Kentucky, my roots are like Scottish heritage and you know, I love Scotch. Absolutely, Um, but I love, I just feel like bourbon is so complex and whiskey is so complex. I love, um, like there are just so many different styles and so many different flavor profiles and everything that I love. And I, I love like experimenting with cocktails and things like that, but I don't know. I just love the, I just feel like I'm like, it's my roots. Like I was meant to to love bourbon, so yeah.
0: Kelly.
3: Oh, nothing nearly that
2: compelling. <laughs> poetic. <laughs> yeah, I'm no,
3: so poetic, not at all. But you know, I went to college at IU Bloomington, so it's not like there was a huge like bourbon scene no, there. I, but
0: if you got if you got anything up there, it was like. Clearly Canadian or Southern Comfort or maybe Crown <laughs> it also Royal, cow,
3: right? But no, when I came home and I started working, I had a partner. I worked in public accounting who loved bourbon, and he also loved to like keep the party going when we would mm-hmm. have events, and so he would just like bring a bunch of bourbon shots and be like, "Try this." And at first, I'm like, "Ah, eh, yeah, I don't know if that's for me." And then I'm like, "Ooh, that actually tastes really good," and that was kind of where my appreciation for it started.
2: I guess for me, um, I can kind of attribute it to my little my brother, um, little baby brother. He was a chemist, and so he would brew beers. Um, had really fascinating ideas, and I, so I learned from him the uh, imp- the love of uh, improvisation, just discovering uh, mm-hmm. the limits of what you can make. So um, I. It's kind of branched out from there. He loves a peat
1: scotch, so yes, we need to hang. <laughs> yes, well, and it is—it is cool. Like it's almost like a culinary style. Like I, I've told you guys, like I have an herb garden, and so I love making my own simple syrups. And like recently, was approached over Christmas. Yeah, exactly. like over Christmas, I got a, a phone call from another banker in Southern Indiana. He was like, "Hey, I heard you make simple syrups. You're
0: not allowed to talk to any other them. Really not cool." He
1: was like, "He was like." I would love for you to help me with, like, my holiday parties. And I was like, oh, my God, this is something I could literally get into. But, I lo- like, I love gardening, and I love using my herbs just to make, like, different flavors for cocktails, and I love hosting. So I just think it is really fun. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, I'm not a sweet – like, I don't like sweet things. I don't like sweet cocktails. So making, like, an herbal style, you know, like, it's fun to have that kind of root.
2: And I agree. Like, it is fun also to order neat and yes. to see, out, see their reaction. Watch the bartender.
1: <laughs> They're like, uh, do you mean it? I'm from Kentucky. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went to a bar in downtown Louisville. And you guys know I love rye. And I was like, hey, can I get a Sazerac? And he goes, um, we don't do cocktails here. And I said, I mean the rye. Straight up, please. And he was like, oh, I was like, like, "Come I'm, on!" My bad, man. My bad. I don't have to like grow a pair to freaking drink rye, but it's fine. It's okay.
0: That's that's too funny. <laughs> so you mentioned it, which oddly enough was one of the next questions I asked. So, what's your all's favorite cocktails? Like, if you if you're gonna drink a bourbon cocktail and you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna dive in, what's it gonna be? what's, what, what's your what's your pain? What's your poison?
3: cocktail yeah I've i mean i don't know if it really counts as a cocktail but i'll usually just drink it with diet if i'm gonna mix it with something okay,
0: so, so you gotta watch your calories you know. well i've been trying <laughs> to lately because i
3: didn't for a long time <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: yeah that's okay uh sazerac is probably my f- very favorite cocktail um but i love an old-fashioned and like i'm i love to make an old like i'm picky because i really like the one i make <laughs>
3: that one is but, really good thank so. you yes. thank
1: you yeah i do like rosemary simple syrup with lemon and different style bitters but i do i do like a good sazerac i feel like it's a classic new orleans you know creation
0: i'm a kentucky mule guy like Ooh, uh, yeah. I, I love i love oh, sure, spicy yeah. ginger ale such good things flavor like that. so, so mm-hmm. if i'm going to mix my bourbon mm-hmm. it's probably most likely going to be that or i, I did make a, a a trick that i, I learned from a friend of mine recently on the podcast with this uh kind of a a fancy whiskey sour Mm -hmm. so this is one of the other things that i've been trying to Mm -hmm. go to so Mm -hmm. So.
1: well and it's refreshing because bourbon i feel like bourbon is such a winter you know like it's warm and cozy Mm -hmm. and so to have like more of a citrus feel it's like it's much more
2: refreshing spring and
0: summery Mm -hmm. yeah it Mm -hmm. brings it around for all all seasons Mm -hmm. absolutely yep how about you oh
2: i'm pretty plain i like a triple sec
0: triple sec yeah Well, good deal. So what, one of the things that I, I've found from being in different clubs around, things like that, that I, I feel like women in this area especially appreciate bourbon. Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Southern Indiana, that type of thing. D- do you think the rest of the world, or when do you think the rest of the world is going to catch up to us?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the rest of the world is trying. I mean, the bourbon market's exploded.
0: Yeah, but i, I well, if you look at the bourbon market, absolutely, the bourbon market's everywhere. But a lot of that's but like driven in by bourbon? yes. Mm. So,
1: well, maybe that's a challenge to our bourbon companies to do Fine. a little more marketing. Like I think of like Mila Kunis, right? Yeah. And the marketing that she did it with Jim Beam.
0: Jim, uh, was it Jim Beam? I think it, whatever the wasn't it Beam? Yeah, you know, whatever the Devil's Cut is, I think yeah, it's Jim Beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is.
1: So maybe it's just like a little more intentional marketing. But I mean, a lot. Maybe because we're around the region, so we're right. a little more natural to gravitate to bourbon. But I don't know. I just I think
3: it's well, up to marketing. <laughs> and like speaking of the region, I was talking about this the other day with someone. Like I mean, I'm born and raised here, mm-hmm. but I feel like as far as maybe the last 15 or so years. It seems like there was this whole shift in like an intentional move towards yes. we are bourbon country and this mm-hmm. is our culture now and mm-hmm. not that it wasn't always here but it wasn't mm-hmm. pushed as heavily mm-hmm. right, you know as it is these days. It's
1: tour so. I mean it's our tourism. Yes. You know, Kentucky's so. known for a lot of things but I think bourbon has been one of the most positive things that we're known for. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, um, I I just posted an article on our Facebook page um And it's kind of weird about how Japan changed the face of bourbon. Mm -hmm. So if you look at kind of the history of where bourbon was, you know, a lot of the boomers just didn't want to drink bourbon because that's what old people drank. Mm -hmm. And they started drinking like clear spirits, vodka, tequila, rum, things like that. And while we were doing that, it was odd because the Japanese started buying up basically all the bourbon. Like they were buying, you know, three, four, five million barrels a year and Japan's a small country, right? So not a lot. Mm -hmm. Talking about, you know, populations not much larger than New York City. They're buying millions of barrels of bourbon every single year. And then, you know, now it's just the opposite. I mean, Japan's still buying a massive amount. They're what's driving the secondary market and those type of things. But I feel like they kind of brought our group, that Gen X. Mm -hmm. You know, Gen Y slash, you know, area of you know that you know thirty to fifty mm-hmm. year olds that are like, whoa, bourbon is it? Like, I mean, I mm-hmm. love this stuff. So Well, and I
1: feel like you see it more entertainment now too. Like, I when I first started, this is so silly. When I first started watching Mad Men, I was like, mm, I want to try old fashioned. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> he literally taught his Manhattan. he literally taught his kid how to make it an old fashioned form. and I was like, man, if I could like just keep bourbon on my desk, but I don't know. Like I feel like it's you see more of, like, the hidden gems and, like, yeah. I don't know, the bourbon movement has <laughs> – sorry. <laughs> I have a cat that's crawling hey, on you me right me, now. Mommy. Kidding baby. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But, yeah, I feel like bourbon movement is, is kind of – and it's pop culture now. Like, it really is. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's more huge – mm-hmm, yeah. it's a huge
0: movement. Yeah. I, uh, what I find funny is, like, I guess uh, – periodically one of the guys in, in one of the clubs he'll post pictures randomly of bourbon in either television shows or movies yeah then we have to try to guess mm-hmm. which which show <laughs> or things mm-hmm. it's from mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorite ones was like will and grace had a bottle of blanton sitting on the mm-hmm. table i'm like ooh, ooh oh, mm-hmm. that's so, so that's funny like you know school yeah absolutely that, yeah no yeah. old school mm-hmm. reference so you really think about it you know bourbon's been hot but it, it's always been uh certain products have always drove the market a little bit more as mm-hmm. far as that stuff goes what mm-hmm. about you miss Lindsay? Anything to add?
2: No, I, I agree. I mean, like, I agree I see more of it in movies, and um, mm-hmm. hopefully that's driving more of an interest into uh, mm-hmm. bourbon for people outside of Kentucky. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So what about pairings? When I think of bourbon, I think food. I think of certain foods, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Is there a particular food, like if you're going out to eat to a restaurant, that you're like, ooh, I've got to have a bourbon because I'm having this?
3: Yeah, I think you might be overestimating my sophisticated <laughs> We may not be so refined. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I went out to eat with my mom about a month or so ago to a cast-iron steakhouse there in Jeff. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think bourbon is good all the time. So I had bourbon that night mm-hmm. with my steak. But,
0: yeah. So that's like, me. Like, yeah, steak. For me, it's, yeah. like, carnivore. Like, mm-hmm. anything, like, heavy pork chop, steak, you know. Mm-hmm. When I think of those things, that's what I think of. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. bourbon, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beer you can have with anything. Wine you can kind of have with, you know, fish or chicken, you know, when I think of that. But when I think of, you know, something hearty, you you know, really mm-hmm. stick your teeth into, that's what I always think of bourbon. So I was mm-hmm. kind of curious if that's, you know.
1: I associate it more with dessert.
0: You know, I can see I that, can that say for say sure after that. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: I do. And maybe it's because I like rich, you know, because I like, I think it pairs all with chocolate, mm-hmm. pairs all with right. caramels, yeah. and yeah. things like that. So I feel like usually. Like if we're having dinner, we usually have a glass of wine and then maybe do a nightcap with bourbon and dessert.
0: So you mentioned this and it just like literally just threw something in my mind and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to actually talk to these ladies and see if they want to come on the podcast. But have you been, there's a little candy making shop, um, it's called something and truffles or things like that. It's down by Mictors, um, on main street no. and literally all of their, candy they make out of alcohol like so they've got like different varieties Mm -hmm. of chocolate truffles Mm -hmm. they make the old forester um old majescas. so they're like the (gasps) caramel is made with whiskey and they put it over a marshmallow Marshmallow. old forester does that oh well, that's where old forester gets them they get them from (gasps) these little ladies down there and they sell them in their little bags and stuff. but they're so Mm -hmm. phenomenally good so Mm -hmm. i definitely see where you're coming from for that well
1: i remember um like i used to random i used to I was in Belgium a few different times to do some, like, youth out- outreach work. And, like, obviously Belgian chocolate is, like, such a huge thing. And that's the first time that I ever tasted chocolate and alcohol together. I, like, bit into one, and I was like, Jesus, this is on fire. And But, like, since then, like, it's chocolate and bourbon is such a good pairing. Like, I don't know what it is, but it, like, enhances a little bit. I don't know.
3: Yeah, like a good bourbon ball.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like
0: I do love a good mm-hmm. bourbon,
1: and like Derby, like Derby pie, and things like that. Like it just. Oh, yeah. so
3: speaking of Derby, does anyone actually really drink mint juleps? No, that oh, that's how right? we know who the fools mm-hmm. are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like I, so they're not my jam.
0: I, I hate mint juleps, and some people are like, "Oh my god, I love a mint julep." And it's not when my favorite. I, well, for one, I hate mint. Like I mean, okay. spearmint. Mm-hmm. Double mint, like any of those type of things. Like when I chew bubble gum, it's something very kid-like, or <laughs> or or something. it's cinnamon. Yeah, no, not I a, mean like li- like, a li- a like bubblic- literally, I have Anna and Elsa grape icebreakers in my car. <laughs> I mean, y'all can make fun of me all you want. Like, it, it, it is my jam. Like, mm-hmm. it sits in the cup holder. I'm chomping on it. You know, my wife orders all this different Orbit stuff. and uh-huh. like,
3: Yes, yeah, I like minty gum. All those weird minty, minty bourbon things. Drinks. And I'm like,
0: boy, do not I, like mint.
3: Like, I
1: want to like the mint julep. But I, just, I don't know. I don't mind. I love mint. Like, I do. But it, I feel like it's too sweet. Like, mm-hmm. usual mm-hmm. mint juleps around here. They make no. them way too sweet. So if I make my own... I'm like, medium on the mint, light on the simple syrup, but it's not my, it's like very low on the... It's yeah. not your jam. Right. It it is, it's it not, not my jam. just kills me
3: because some people, like you said, the out-of-towners or the foreigners uh, are like, oh, that's Derby. I'm like, oh, but is it really? Let me no. show you a better cocktail <laughs> right. to drink. So
1: I think
0: it is, mm-hmm. it is, it is Derby. Like, there's very few things that you think of when you think of Derby outside mm-hmm. of true, a mint julep true. or unfortunately lilies have now become <sighs> the other... Yeah you know, drink of choice, especially from
3: Oaks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Mm
0: -hmm. So, but like bourbon is uniquely tied to all those things Mm -hmm. when you really think about, you know, Derby and Kentucky Mm -hmm. and and that whole entire market, which is one of the reasons why I love the area so much. Mm -hmm. So has anybody had the pleasure of going on a distillery tour? Mm
3: -hmm. So what'd you Mm -hmm.
0: think? Or what's your favorite one? I guess that Buffalo would be a better. trace one. is my favorite. So, see, you're a, I, I could have pegged that. I should have just said, oh, <laughs> yeah. you love Buffalo Trace, right, Jamie? Yes. Cuz you're a history guru. I so, am you a love you love the walking through the old Yeah.
1: Well, and that like I told you earlier, that was like my draw to alcohol and especially bourbon and why it was like the history behind it and like embracing, you know, like I said, like we're in Kentucky, we're like not known for the best things sometimes, and so it's really cool to know like centuries old that we've got this making like this beautiful history behind bourbon Mm -hmm. but like that space is so old and they've made use of all that like like they've recycled all that old warehouse space for their rick houses and they have so many different products like it's incredible i mean some of it will set you on fire but
0: (laughs) (laughs) we had some tonight yeah we did and i liked
1: it Um, but yeah, it's, it's just such a cool space tucked in like rural Kentucky. You know, it's, it's a good, but it's a great tour. It's free. No, absolutely. Like it's such, it's a good, it's nice.
0: You get to walk around. So for me, the thing I love about Buffalo Trace is just what you said. It's like that walking through the backwoods. It's like you're walking into history when you Mm -hmm. do a Buffalo Trace tour. Mm -hmm where some of the other ones are very clinical, very, yeah. you know, things like that. Like Michter's is kind of very clinical, but it's it's cool and like mm-hmm. to me Michter's has the best smell. Like when you walk in the Michters, it's just Michters.
1: like mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You're like, "Oh, yeah. There's that stink." Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, you can smell the beer, like, I mean, full on, like, you know, mm-hmm. brewing in those kettles and things like that. And they're, they're, it's very, but it's very, to me, it's very clean and clinical. And there's not, and I liked it. I loved it, that tour. But mm-hmm. there's something about the mystique of walking through those old hills, through the rick yeah. houses, and seeing buildings that have been there since, you know, Forever. the, yes, yeah, since I mean, the, the so, early 1900s. mean, you're like, how
1: are they still standing? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> They're I wanna, standing with barrels. I know, right? <laughs> I, I want to mention two more, and then I'm going to be quiet. Right. But, so I love the downtown Old Forester because you get to see part of their cooperage. Like they have, they built it, they make their own barrels and that kind of thing. So it's really cool to like, you can walk upstairs and see them make the barrels. But I think the most fun, Andy and I, my husband and I both have done a couple of different tours um, at Evan Williams, but we did the, um, the speakeasy tour where they take you in the basement. And it's like, it's literally like you go back to 19, what, 29 or 1930. And they have, like, higher-end higher, higher end bourbons, and there's, they all, like, Rittenhouse Rye, that's where I got, yeah. got the rye that I love so much um, was from that one. But I like that one a lot, too, because you, you get to, like, Prohibition was such a big thing for Louisville, Kentucky, and, like, the, the state in general. So I, I thought that was cool to go back in time a little bit.
3: I've only ever done one, but it was the old Forester downtown. Old Forester. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat. And I was like the nerd who was like, okay, so we may be learning how you make a barrel, but you clearly don't make all your barrels here. So where do you make? Them? <laughs> right. yeah. really the rest they of actually them have a Cooperage. Uh, yes, that was yeah, down, down in Shockley is where they make most of them.
0: So.
2: Old Forester was fun, but um, I guess I'll just say Maker's Mark because I like dipping my bottle in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Plus mm-hmm. the bourbon balls were a nice touch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So is what? What's your preferred drink then? Like you had the experience, you liked that at Makers. Is Makers like your preferred drink or?
2: No, um, I, I mix it around like Buffalo Trace sometimes, um, but um, I've had some Elijah Craig, and I think I'd probably like if I had the choice, if I could buy it anytime I wanted, you know, right. I'd stick with the um, the you know, the Elijah
3: Trace that we tried.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, the barrel proof mm-hmm. Elijah yes. Craig. Mm-hmm. How about you? Is there a favorite? My what?
3: drink of choice. I, we've talked about this before, though, is the Four Roses Single yeah, the, Barrel. The, the, yes. The sound of yes. bourbon yeah.
0: barrel talk does not know that <laughs> we've had this. Well, it's it's so everyone else <laughs> who's <laughs> listening doesn't know that I've talked to Scott, but yeah. I, yeah,
3: the Four Roses Single Barrel, and I don't know that I'm honestly, like, aware of which ones I've typically ranked, so I'll have so, to pay attention yeah. going forward. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, you got to pay attention to the recipe, yes. man. you got to
3: pay attention to the I recipe. You know? mm-hmm. I'll let you. Yes.
0: Will you? If you want the bottles that's, that that oh, I told you that, you that hit comes the nail with that, the yes, that so. was my
3: favorite of the ones mm-hmm. we tried right. tonight. Was the mm-hmm. one so, you thought I would so, like. So you will so. have
0: the recipes with you, so that mm-hmm. way you can kind of look to to see what you want to find. You'll mm-hmm. you'll find a lot of those ones that like Jamie preferred mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 most places. Yeah, but it's a little bit more prevalent, I guess I would say.
1: <laughs> As my dad would say, "Put some hair on your chest." <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so how about yeah. you miss jamie so i have three i'm gonna right.
1: save my top three um i love old forester 1920
0: it's a prohibition pour. style
1: mm-hmm. um i feel like uh woodford double oaked is another nice approachable bourbon i really like kentucky vintage so Willet has like this line of three it's like johnny drum kentucky vintage pure kentucky yep johnny drum is very like caramelly smooth kentucky vintage is like take it, take it up a notch, give it a little spice. And then pure Kentucky is like, hellfire brimstone. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like that one too, but I feel like Kentucky vintage, like it's, you can usually get it for like thirty bucks a bottle. No, absolutely, um, and I, I really like that one a lot. Very it's good, a good one. So that's
0: one of the things I've loved about this conversation so far is the fact that you guys are all picking everyday shelfers. You know, yes, like, yeah. And unfortunately, people like I'm myself now is like literally <laughs> we. we and, the, and you know, and that's that, that's one of the beauties of this whole conversation and how we started this podcast was we wanted to talk to people and say, hey, what is something that you can find on the shelf pretty regularly mm-hmm. that, that's a good solid drinker? Because we're literally. All of us high end bourbon collectors are all like out there trying to find we're chasing the same twenty bottles yeah. or the same twenty five bottles and mm-hmm. it's uh it's annoying, but it is fun. Yeah. You know, I mean when you Thrill when you're basically yeah, when you when you go someplace at three in the morning to and you're drinking with a bunch of your buddies and <laughs> and you're just having a good time. What does
1: three in the morning look like? It's just <laughs> shitty it and cold most of the time. <laughs> I've not experienced that so like ever. <laughs>
0: So it, it's shitty and cold. That's what I usually say. Because um, all of the really, really high-end stuff typically starts releasing in November. And then kind of goes through like right about now. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you'll have a lull. And you'll have some in the summer. And then it starts all back over in October, mm-hmm. November. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, it's the thrill of the chase. <laughs> um, to, to find those. Uh, we, 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 we like to call them unicorns, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons why I love Four Roses is because they're... You can go into most high-end liquor stores, as I would call them, like your Cox's or your Evergreen, mm-hmm. um, Party Mart's, mm-hmm. Total Wine. And you can probably find one of their barrel picks. So uh, that's what I tell people, especially people that are kind of trying to get into the game. You know, I'll tell them that or I'll tell them a Russell's Reserve because those are still things that are everyday shelfers. A little bit more on the pricey side, you know, in that 50 to $80 range. Mm-hmm. But it gives them an opportunity to try something that doesn't necessarily, you know... Sit on the bottom of the shelf, which there's nothing wrong with you know Heaven Hill or Evan Williams or those type of bourbons. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, JTS Brown bottled in bond. If you've never had it, it's an eleven dollar bourbon. It's what? fantastic. Eleven dollars for what size
3: bottle? <laughs> <laughs> a,
0: a typical seven fifty. I mean, you can get a half gallon for like at or fifteen dollars. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like it's extremely um, you know cheap, but it's it's a good solid pour. I mean, you know it's a, it's a really good product. So.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I was surprised last weekend. I got the um, bottle that I got down in Nashville for like 15 bucks less than what I pay for it in my local liquor store at home. Was what? Like, what? what? How, How was, was it? This it was four rows of single barrel. So that, that's, that
0: was, that's, yeah. a, that's I like to call that the Indiana tax and people get really <laughs> mad. Um, they're like, oh, you can't be that bad of I'm like, dude, everything's more expensive and there's just less of it because mm-hmm. distribution goes through Indianapolis. So by the time it gets to Southern Indiana, uh, it's like... You I get the leftovers here. You Come can. on
1: over to the sunny side. Yeah, y'all. that's yeah. what I should do. <laughs> so that's me. what I do. Like I, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm spending a lot of my time, you know, and. And I'm one of those weird dudes. I'm, I'm a honey hole guy, so, like, I've got a couple of honey holes, but most of mine are in the West End, and mm-hmm. most people don't go to the West End.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I, I... I like the
1: West End. So I
0: get out there, and I hang around in, mm-hmm. you know, Portland and, and mm-hmm. you know...
1: That's a great neighborhood. Lively,
0: Shively and mm-hmm. some of the heart of the West End, you know, Shawnee and that area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell people all the time, I'm like, dude, you can find great some... people r-
1: there. Awesome
0: people. Mm-hmm. Not, not to mention there are tons of awesome people. But, like I said, there... Most people, unfortunately, that are bourbon chasers, don't necessarily go to neighborhoods that okay. they would consider less so than. you
1: are oh. the unicorn. I have. I'm definitely a unicorn just in general. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anybody that knows me knows I'm a unicorn. I don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. or a bad thing, but it's uh,
3: good. It's good. But you wonder too if you are a bourbon chaser because it seems to be so like in vogue or popular right now. Would right. you think mm-hmm. that necessarily a you know you would think it would be more in like a saint matthews right more east area like where you know we are right now like because it's so more of an upscale yes Mm -hmm. well
0: the thing is and this is what most people don't understand is that it's an allocated product most of the stuff that people are chasing is allocated and buffalo trace especially they allocate it according to what you buy or what or the amount of money you spend with them Mm -hmm. well buffalo traces single one of their single largest selling products is fireball and where oh, do you think Fireball is sold? I didn't know that oh. came from there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, they actually, they opened the Fireball distillery, um, and they've, they're they getting ready to start actually distilling in New Albany, but they're already bottling in New Albany at the old Pillsbury plant.
3: Okay. I, was, I knew somebody yeah. was there. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so
0: Sazerac bought that Sazerac. entire building, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're, they're going in there and bottling, and they just applied for their distiller's license, so I'm kind of curious to see mm-hmm. if any bourbon from Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. starts getting made on I the sure sunny so. side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of the, river. the real sunny side the of the real river. sunny side. Yeah, I, I don't know about your sunny side. I know, I know. Um, you can live in Kentucky, but you really live in Indiana. But I work in. Indiana, You're so always it's fine. in Indiana, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're an honorary Hoosier. We'll take you.
3: Thank you. I'll I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> now I parked behind you so we could have two Indiana tags. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my Hoosier plate too Mm so yeah great both our cars are going to get egged (laughs) (laughs)
1: nah we're all friendly here (laughs) Uh,
0: so what things do you want to get out of bourbon like when you when you drink bourbon is there something like you're trying to get out of it or or you know
1: I'm always going for spicy
0: like I love a
1: high rye um, but like I'm a Scotch person, so I, anything that's more earthy right. is like what I'm kind of going for. But I, I'm the type of person like I'm going to get something different every time. Like if I go to Silver Dollar or any other bar, I'm going to try to order. something So by different. the
0: way, when you go to Silver Dollar, because mm-hmm. I live, right look for that. any of their single barrel picks. They're okay. all phenomenal. Like they're right. eagle rare. They're Maybe Blanton's. that's our next date altogether. They're yeah. So, I mean, like all, like Larry Rice, um, at the, it's called the Pearl. He helps them. Oh, I proc- love the Pearl. So he helps them <sighs> procure their barrels with a group of team. And like, I've mm-hmm. never, ever, ever had a bad pick from those guys. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, their Russell's Reserve store picks are phenomenal. And you can go mm-hmm. in there and buy them all day long, $64, you know. That's awesome. Just terrific, terrific bottles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How about you? What, do you, what do you? what do you look for when you're looking for bourbon? Are you looking for that sweet? Are you looking for, you know, spicy?
3: I would, I don't know, I would say spicy, but although after your pick and when I read like what it's supposed to pick up on in the notes, I'm supposed to pick up on are you know, sweet and fruity. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. I'm way off base and my mm-hmm. palate is not all that sophisticated <laughs> after all. <laughs> Just because fruity doesn't mean you're not sophisticated. Oh, no, yeah. but most Right, of, but what I'm saying is what I would say, if you asked me, is I would say I was, would be going after spicy, but clearly
0: I have a kind of tendency but you like the bite that was hitting on mm-hmm. the tongue and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, Both those were higher yeah. rise, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. there's not necessarily... Yeah. doesn't mean you... I just had a funny feeling that that was going to be your preference, yes. mm-hmm. and I don't know why. It was, yeah. It was very... You just off our conversation. are
1: the bourbon doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, what's the what's the guy that uh, the, the love doctor guy? That, <laughs> yeah. What's that song? Is I'm the bourbon love doctor? I yes, don't know. So yes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of like both. You know, it depends on what I'm feeling like. Um, you mm-hmm. know, like I said, you know, I, I like sweet. You know, I started out with margaritas, martinis, but I also like that bite. So it depends on like what I'm mm-hmm. eating or what I'm just feeling like at the night.
0: So mm-hmm. you, you had the chance to have, and you actually had some high high barrel proof stuff in the past would you pick high, the barrel proof over standard bourbon or are you more like "Ooh, I, I think I'm going to stick in that you know 94 to 105 range
2: you know it's it's difficult to say because I like them all um, but once we got to that final drink that was <laughs> amazing like I was blown it was, away it was, it was way good. better than I thought it was
3: going to be <laughs> I was very intimidated by it when you first showed <laughs> me <bottle>. I was <laughs> like mm. But anything
0: that, that has literally a nuclear power plant on the side <laughs> of the bottle is probably not something you should be like, Oh, I'm really excited about it's drinking. This. <laughs>
2: it, it honestly was surprising, but yeah, I would, I would go with that.
0: Yeah. See, I, I'm a full octane guy. Like I want it straight from the barrel. Like I, like when I try something, sometimes I'm just like, why do you put water in this? Like I, we just, we, 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 literally, we went on a, we went on a barrel pick to uh, Knob Creek and, so we, they're literally thieving it right out into the into the glasses, and a little bit of the funk from the barrels in oh, there. Yeah. It's like the char and everything funk. else. Mm-hmm. So you are sitting, I mm-hmm. am drinking this, and I am like, you know, this is like one thirty seven, and I am like why are we watering this down to 120 what the hell is wrong with you guys (laughs) it's funny you say that because
3: i did forget it's not bourbon technically but i did a strand of hands tour in colorado last year and they had tons of water on hand for people who couldn't handle it i was like really it's not even that bad yeah come on (laughs) y'all
1: i remember my first knob creek drink yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I think
3: that's a good, like, everyday like, drinker, though. It but... is.
1: But I was, like, young in the
3: bourbon. Okay. Like, I was like,
1: oh. uh, what is this? Like, everything <laughs> is on fire. So if
0: you can find them, you should go to, like, Total Wine, Westport Whiskey and Wine. Mm-hmm. But both of them, and, and they, may, they may be sold out. I might be sending you guys on a wild goose chase. But they've got some single barrel picks there. They're still 120 proof, so they're still pretty high octane. But they're, like... Twelve years and so many months, and they got a couple of them that were fifteen years and like oh, wow. four or five months, or mm-hmm. fifteen years and two or three months. Mm-hmm. Just a totally different monster. And um, when we were talking to the ambassadors um, at Knob Creek when we did that barrel pick, they were like, you know, we really we weren't sure if we wanted to release those or not because, you know, it's just so much more woody and so much more oaky than you know our typical product because it. Knob Creek typically runs around eight or nine years. I mean, that's they just don't let it go any older than that. But mm-hmm. all these, you know, barrel picks because of what they've done recently have been coming out like weird old ages. So, like, hmm. my my recommendation would be if you've not seen any of those, go look for them. You're okay. going to be in one of the high end shops and look for that ten, twelve year old. And if you, God forbid, if you find a fifteen year, pick it up. Don't do. Call. Don't even hesitate. Just pick it up. Okay.
1: Is Pappy like the oldest?
0: So, no, there's all kinds of stuff that's out there. Okay. So, uh, you know, um, we just did a podcast with um, Sherry and Mark Carter, with Oak Carter. hmm And uh, they do source their barrels, um, but they had a 27-year. Oh, and um, And okay. typically, for me, anything 20 years or older typically will be just like, man, it just tastes like wood. I mean, like, you really get... it has
1: been in there marinating for a while. Yes.
0: <laughs> and... and uh, oddly enough i mean like that one the heaven hill 27 both of them are just phenomenal pours i mean just so tasty but they're unicorns i mean you mm-hmm. like literally i mean i think sharing them said they got 112 bottles total wow. between the number of barrels that they got of the very old carter and i think like over half of them or near half of them they own themselves personally like they're in their own private stock which they brought out one of their bottles for us to try when we were with Dang. them and,
1: mm-hmm. and i was like like oh, How can I be so lucky?
0: <laughs> I was like... Precious. I was like, oh my God. That's just my ring. ring. Uh, yes. <laughs>
1: yes, that's my ring. My wedding yes. ring is literally a remake of of the ring from Lord of the Rings. Aww. That's how right. nerdy I am. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So
0: but literally, I mean, when I was drinking that at 27, I was I like, oh my gosh. River. It was so I love those good.
3: movies and books. So Me too. I really, I'm a huge yeah. Tolkien fan. Me too.
0: So I... So, Pappy, yes, absolutely has an ordered product. Mm-hmm. Um, so, have any of y'all had Pappy? 10, 15, 20, well, 12, Lot B? I think
3: it was 20. It was at Bourbon Bash, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they were a client of mine. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of really aggravated because it was the third one we tried. And I was like, oh, my God, I think that's the best <laughs> bourbon I've ever had. <laughs> and then when they tell, because it was a blind tasting, and when they tell us, I was like, how am I supposed to drink anything else tonight? <laughs> taste <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good, you've ruined my evening. <laughs> so
0: for me, Pappy Twenty is probably my second favorite of the mm-hmm. group, but the Fifteen Year to me is just like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like so, the perfect pour of of, of Pappy to me. Mm-hmm. Twenty Three is just too woody. You
3: talked about whatever page it was, sharing the uh, bourbon references and movies and TV. There was a years ago, I can't remember the name of it, but. um Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. And oh, yeah. Had, Pappy 15. They were like obsessed with it. In this yeah. movie. They were some sort of salesman. Yeah. and they The were internship. All about... Come on. How do you know? No, it's no, that yeah, the not. The one yeah,
0: it's the internship. is it? Yeah, from Google. They okay, went to Google. That... Yeah, they went yes, to go work yes, at Google. Yes. Okay. And at the end, they're but like, they were oh, I are yes. you know? <laughs> yeah, all about the internship. Pappy. Absolutely. The internship. That is a great movie, you know? How googly are you? I'm so googly. So, but so, so that has. So what's the oldest bourbon anybody here's tried then? So you've had the twenty year Pappy. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's an Probably old bourbon. Probably the
3: oldest that I can think of. Now, I can't say I don't know if it was bourbon; it might have just been whiskey. But my sister got in trouble when we were younger. From my stepdad had collected these airplane bottles from when his dad was younger, okay. flying mm-hmm. on airplanes. Old and decanters. She broke yeah. Broken to one that had not been opened. And, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that, that's what we—that's so well. what we refer to as old dusties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, there's a difference between being an old dusty and an actual old bourbon.
3: Oh, I see what you're saying. Like one that actually aged that long yes. versus like just a bottle that yeah. sat for mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. So yeah, there's, the there's lots of unicorns
0: yeah. out there. Like I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're called the old crow chessmans. They're actually like mm-hmm. the bottles are shaped like chess pieces. Like you okay. can get an oh. entire chess set out of bourbon decanters. And it, they were all made in 1969. Oh my gosh. So. That's but that awesome. is some sweet dusty goodness like mm-hmm. you've never had an old 1969 old chessman that is oh, <laughs> it's like heaven in a bottle
3: <laughs> but how do you ensure like you were talking about earlier one that's you know been stored in a basement versus store how do you know oh you don't you crack know. it open you it's don't okay. know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It could be an STBY moment immediately. It sucks to be you that you bought that bottle and spent that much on it and it's and just it nasty like ass soy oil. sauce and vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, you know, and not in a good way, soy sauce, but in a bad way. Yeah. Um, so it definitely can happen in that situation.
1: I don't know the oldest bourbon I've tried. Probably, I haven't tried more scotch. That's
0: Okay. So what's the oldest Scotch you've had then? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna veer left here. I'm going twenty year. A twenty years
1: mm-hmm. When we were in Scotland, I tried a lot.
0: So nothing's nice. still crazy old for Scotch. I mean, no. Scotch can get oh, nuts. Yeah, I don't have
1: that kind of money yet. That's what okay.
0: so. everybody has that kind of money. It's 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 I know. just whether One or not thing. you want to piss yeah. you wanna piss it away like but that. I, <laughs>
1: yeah 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 I'm going more for economy right now. That
0: Chumbawamba <laughs> made a perfect song about that. Pissing the night away. And how many times can you do it? And I've done you it plenty. I love it. Curious. I love it. Yes. <laughs> have
1: not but yeah i haven't ventured into very old stuff right now but yeah i don't know probably 20 year for scotch all right so the next time we get together i'm
0: gonna bring some dusty stuff okay you'll all get right. some of that tobacco and that leather i like that tobacco yeah, and leather that tobacco. we did i liked it a little funky yeah funky funky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1976 the the jubilee major, maker mark denim bottles that would be
1: older than me <laughs> it's
0: older than me i'm 77 right, so that's okay, actually even yeah. older to me but
1: oh my gosh
0: Mm-hmm. But we, we we can find some some stuff, man. Okay. That you're like, oh, huh? How about you, ma'am, Miss Lindsay?
2: I think it was a ten-year for roses. I uh, was at a parents'
1: Christmas party.
0: Well, now and you've I had a 12-year-old butcher's. That's right. So well, we're we're cranking up the volume. <laughs> I love it.
1: So that's like my oldest. That, that is your oldest. Right. It's tonight. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. So we, we broke you in on age I know. and on on <laughs> on the octane level.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Octane mm-hmm. level,
0: so. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Well, hey, ladies, I greatly appreciate you having us. Namaste. We appreciate the conversation. Thank you. -hmm. Anybody want to be reached out to on Facebook or Instagram if anyone wants to talk to you? You, I am, like, nowhere near that. (laughs) I'm I'm not worth it, but we can
1: go get a bird. together
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure, you know. so
1: You can run oh. interference, Scott. Yeah. yeah. Run interference. I'd yeah, yeah. like,
0: all oh, right, if you yeah. no.
1: I'm not an expert. I just like I don't know. to I, enjoy the show. I
0: don't even know if everybody here is single or not. I know you're not, obviously. I'm not, but no. know <laughs> you're taking I currently am. All I'm right, there the you way. go. Yeah. Kelly said I'm <laughs> single and ready to mingle. <laughs> That's all my questions.
1: Oh, wait, can I tell... Wait, real quick. Can what? I tell my favorite bourbon story? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, Listen, do the, the,
0: I usually end this podcast with, what's the stupidest thing you've done while yeah. drinking <laughs> okay. bourbon? Okay, well, it's but probably I, I not But I wasn't sure stupidest. if I should bring that up with the girls.
1: <laughs> well, it's not the stupidest, but I will say... I mean, depending. But my favorite bourbon story is... So, one of my friends works at Brown Foreman, yep. and right when Andy and I got engaged, she gave me... like a bottle of Woodford with our names etched on it and our wedding date, which was super sweet. Now I'm the type that I'm gonna like live in the moment. I'm not gonna save this bottle. So on our wedding day, we went to like Red River Gorge. We got married, 25 people were there, like very low key. But right before we walked which by the, the way aisle, sorry
0: before you go on i was really mad I didn't get an invite I mean, you know, <laughs> the I, pictures really?
3: looked beautiful Thank you. I know. <laughs> Thank you. luckily her
0: husband is like the master photographer videographer I mean, yeah, and somehow he figured out how to catch the we moment we
1: did we videoed our own wedding um, which was super fun so but did you have like
3: the drone controller in your hand <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, know he, he did do the drone he controls that I'm like At, thumbs are not that's not my game I don't <laughs> oh, do that I-, I can push record and make sure it's a <laughs> focus that's about it um but right before we walked down the aisle like he went first with our best friend who married us and then i went with my dad after and so we cracked open the bottle and we each poured ourselves like a tiny little shot and we like toasted with woodford oh, and like shot it real quick and then went down the aisle and got married you know it's like my favorite bourbon <laughs> yes, moment there oh, you go. it like, should it, be it yeah. was so much fun and it was like one of those things where we were like you know we've bonded over bourbon for three years and now we're getting married like <laughs> like that. in yes. it so it was, it was a that. lot of fun so, so yeah
0: do you Sorry. do you want to give a shameless plug to uh <gasps> videography Andy Andy yeah
1: we have so sly films is our videography business we mostly do weddings but andy's also a youtuber and yeah. does a lot of tech stuff and tesla stuff and yeah. I know. I
3: thought He's he was going to be a joyride in his car. I know. Right?
1: I know. <laughs> He's like hidden in his cave editing another He's video. Like so. a <laughs> His very techie infused man cave. <laughs>
0: So so, so, yeah. so can they find you on like Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, how, do, how do they find you? We're on you?
1: all the things. We're on all the things. Sly Films. Yeah, Sly Films. Sly is
0: S L Y S L Y E. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sly. yeah, Sly. It's the only reason I took Sly. that name. I
1: feel like I could like it's embrace it. It's definitely awesome. Yes. It's a persona. It I'm is. like, I'm such a like right. organic, like natural human. I'm like, now I can be Sly. And you even moved
0: down in the alphabet, man. I did. went from O to S. I went from
1: O to S. So I tried to convince him to, merger names to be the Oslice because I'm Scottish and his family's English and I was like yeah. let's be the Oslice and let's be Irish but so he wouldn't go for <laughs> no. it he wasn't having any part of that he said no thanks no. I'm good <laughs>
0: right. good deal good deal what, do, do, we, do we need to find Kelly Kite at uh, whatever Instagram or something like that now? I don't even know no. my Instagram.
3: I th- it might be <laughs> Kelly Rumble. underscore Kite. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm I'm just no, I'm kidding. kidding. Post divorce, my family is like all about that. They're like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Guys, I'm not yeah. like, quite there yet. Give yeah. me some time." No, thanks. Like, I'm good. You know, I was mm-hmm. 19 when my ex-husband and I got together, and wow, yeah. So I'm, like, yeah. give me some time to like yep. be an adult, like Easy. on my own, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. stuff out. Probably.
0: Blonde Runner at no. no. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Speaking of though, one of my favorite races is Urban Bourbon because you get freaking bourbon at the end of it yeah. so who doesn't love that yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely
0: mm-hmm. Lindsay said i got nothing for you." Yeah. she's shaking her head at me Gotta, locking it down she's, she's like, like i'm just glad i'm still standing after all this <laughs> you're
2: gonna wheel me out absolutely
0: so well if you need to reach us we're at bourbon barrel talk at gmail.com or you can hit us up on facebook instagram or twitter uh, i think it's bourbon barrel t1 yeah that one's really hard because they wouldn't let me take the (laughs) whole thing these days shit i don't i don't even tweet like i I leave that up to toby and steve that's their job (laughs) my job is to be behind the mic so scott minton signing off bourbon barrel talk have a good one cheers